And I'm so excited to have a special guest here tonight, uh, attorney extraordinaire, I would say for sure. She is um, a one of the eminent appellate attorneys in um, Broward area mostly, Boca Raton as well. So I am happy to introduce everyone to Robin Bresky, one of these extraordinary people that I'm so grateful for her for the time tonight to introduce you all to. So once again, tonight's theme is watching your amazing life unfold. And like I said, I'm excited to peruse this, Robin. But before I go on, I want to remind each other, uh, remind everyone who's tuning in tonight that um, we are very intentional with these interviews. And I would love for you to set an intention, Robin, and then pick, um, pick a number in your in your mind between three and 397 and my book. And what we basically do is this is uh, manifesting with Meg based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss. And with The Magical Guide to Bliss, we actually peruse how it is that we can live the best lives that we could possibly live. And certainly with regard to the end of April, we all made it through quarantining for an entire month. And now we're moving into another month of May. And I really want to get intentional and really explore some of those things, take that pause, step back and explore those things that are even going to make our lives even more exciting. So before I go on, I want to introduce Robin. And it's going to be quite an introduction because this woman is amazing and she has quite the bio, I can tell you. She's the founder and the president of the law office of Robin Bresky. It's a boutique firm in Boca Raton that focuses, like I said, on appellate law and trust in estates. She's a driven, respected professional and has substantive experience providing litigation, support for civil, commercial, and personal injury, family law, and criminal matters. So she has quite the boutique firm and she's got quite the, the office as well. She's really set up a really incredible team to support her as well. And um, certainly if those areas are things you are looking for as far as you know law, then definitely I would suggest you contact her. Um, she's the president, I'm sorry, she's a resident of Boca Raton and a leader in her community. She is very much a service oriented minded person and she's a leader in her, her profession as well, as well. She's the past president for the National Conference of Women Bar Association, a fellow of the American Bar Association since 2001 and a member of the Appellate Judges Conference composed of state and appellate, federal um, appellate judges. Um, I have to say this, she definitely has an incredible background and I can't imagine where she finds the time, but she does. And she does things so well and she's so prepared. And I've been very impressed in these short months that I've known her that what she's done. And, and literally the, the list of all her accomplishments goes on and on. But you know, most specifically, what I really admire about her is that she's a longtime volunteer and advocate for the Legal Aid Society of Palm Beach County. In her community, she's also a volunteer. And I want to point out that in 2006, before she joined the board, a year before joining the board, she received the Appellate Law Pro Bono Award. And in 2019, it goes on and on. I'm telling you, you guys are really going to be impressed with this lady. She was... Uh, recognized by the Soroptimist Sor International for her contributions to legal aid. And then she got a 2019 Women in Distinction Award for Community Service. So you can only imagine to be recognized in those particular areas really does take a lot of work and a lot of her time outside of her profession as well that she gives to the community. And it's really commendable and really impressive. Um, also, she has a party every year at Meisner Park called the Bresky Batch. And they raise money 
to support the nonprofit organization as well. So I want to say, I, I'd love to ask you more about that as well, um, Robin, in, in the show, because I think that, you know, a lot of people wonder what they can do and how can they get involved in the community. And certainly, you know, you by doing all these things, bringing such a wonderful event to the community and really shining in that way is something that, you know, even people I, I would love to know more about as well. She's been she's married to Dr. Kenneth Bresky, and she has two wonderful children as well that she's very proud, proud of. And also she's been included in the Florida Super Lawyers since 2012, which is amazing, and received the AVO Top Attorney Award in 2019. She received her Juris Doctorate from Chicago Kent College of Law and Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Florida. So all of you guys out there who just got accepted to the University of Florida, she's a Gator, so that will make you really, really happy. She is the founder of a group called the Attorney Wellness Exchange, and that's how we met each other. Um, their goal is to offer and improve community health and improve marketing skills, as well as reduce stress and empower people to leave a happier life. And I really I really want to offer you the opportunity to talk about that as well, how you came up with that idea and how you've been able to really make a difference in the lives of those attorneys that have been a part of your, your community there as well. So... This woman is quite impressive on paper, but she's even more impressive in person. And that's why I had to have her tonight to interview her tonight to share a lot of wonderful insights that she may have to share with all of us, certainly um, and during these stressful times where she's um, clearly taken those extra efforts to really look for balance in her life. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce all of you to Robin. Tell us a little bit about your life experience in your own words, outside of your, your bio, which is amazing, and how you got to this place in your career at this point in time. Well, thanks so much, Meg. Thanks for having me on your show. What a positive uh, uh, platform you That's have amazing. here to uh, talk to people. Um, yeah. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be a guest. Um, so, well, let's see. I, as you mentioned, went to college at the University of Florida. Um, right after college, I had uh, actually met my now husband, um, actually in high school, different high schools, but we dated uh, on and off throughout high school and college, and we got married right after college. And I did not go to law school right away. I worked for a company um, that was an allied field. I studied broadcast journalism at UF, so go Gators. Very happy for all the new Gators. Um, so I studied broadcast journalism. Oh, wow. And graduating, I worked for a company um, that did radio research. It was a competitor of Nielsen. It was called Birch Scarborough. And I worked there for a number of years. I was an analyst, and then I was a training specialist, and I did a number of things. Uh, but I, I knew I wanted to do more. I knew I ultimately wanted to go to law school. Um, so when my husband got an internship after he graduated medical school, he got an internship up in New York. So um, we moved up there. I studied for the LSATs, took the LSATs. Um, we were there for two years. Um, I then um, applied and it was a, it wasn't New York, New York. It was actually Binghamton, New York. Uh, so I, uh, I uh, didn't love it there. But then from there, we went to Chicago, where my husband got into a wonderful program at Loyola. He's a physician. And he did his, uh, he did his uh, fellowship there. And I uh, had applied to various law schools. And I got into uh, a law school out there called Chicago Kent, which um, 
was a wonderful experience. I actually went to night school. Oh, wow. I started law school when my son was nine months old. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. New York after we were married for two years and um, moved to Chicago uh, with my husband and my nine-month-old son, started law school, had my second child in law school, and um, I took some time off, uh, but then went back full-time my last year, so I graduated with my class. It was a four-year program because it was a night wow. school program. I chose a university because they had full-time professors at night, not just the adjunct professors. So it was a wonderful experience. And from there, I worked at the state attorney's office um, in Cook County, which was a great experience. Um, back then, it was politically incorrect. They called it the mommy division. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> it was in the 90s. And a lot of women worked in um, the appellate division. And um, so that's where I worked. And I found some great mentors there. And I started doing appellate work there. And that's where I really came to love appellate work. Came back to Florida a number of years later um, after I graduated. Um, and I uh, got a job with the state attorney's office in Broward County. Uh, worked there for a while and then decided to open my own firm um, in 2000. My kids were little and uh, the firm sort of grew uh, as the kids grew and uh, it's just sort of blossomed from there. I worked out of my home to begin with and um, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary of the farm. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I, I, the things that stood out for me, what you said is that first of all, that you started law school when you had a nine month old is just incredibly courageous and driven clearly because I remember being in law school and I don't remember, like, I think my dog was as much as I could handle at the point in time. So that is very amazing to start off with. But I want to I want to step back and, and 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 ask you. You went from broadcast journalism to law school. Do you always desired to go to law school? You always wanted to. I you know I didn't at first when I started college. But I took a course in uh, University of Florida, and it was a legal course basically in journalism, and we studied legal cases, and it was about cameras in the courtroom, and it was a wonderful class, higher level class that I had taken, and just got really interested in it at the time. And so wow. I thought this was something, and I had had a grandfather that had passed away and I was, you know, he was an attorney. And so I, um, I just thought it was something that I really wanted to do. My parents are both teachers and they wanted me to be a teacher at one point that, you know, thought about that and decided, no, I don't think that's for me. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, I think that, you know, I love Chicago, by the way, I, I it's, it's a bit cold, but I do love, the Chicago, so going from, but you're a big city, New York, Chicago, and then you came to Miami. So right, always, well, it wasn't New York, New York. It was Binghamton, New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing. I love Chicago. It was an amazing city. We were there for five years and loved it. And um, yeah, and then moved home actually because I grew up down here. I grew up in Coral Springs. Did you always want to come back? Then you always wanted to come back to Florida. We were really torn to whether we were going to stay in Chicago or come back to Florida. We loved Chicago, but yeah. um, the uh, the cold weather and um, the fact that all of our family and all the grandparents were down here in Florida uh, brought us home, and we, we were glad we were glad that we moved back. I I don't think I could take the cold anymore. <laughs> uh, you know, I it, you know for Florida blood, I think after a while you're just like, oh yeah, no, I need to go back right. to the not the sun. Right. Um, so you decided to go to law school. And then I love I love the story about how you got involved in appellate law. And I love the mentoring. So tell us a little bit about your your mentors, if you if you will, and, and how important that is for you now 
um, at that you're at this point in your career? Sure. I think um, I had a mentor in law school um, and she also was married with children and um, she was a wonderful mentor. And as you know, you sign up like student mentors, but she's, she still mentors me to this day. You know, I call oh, her wonderful. all the time and she's wonderful. And um, she had said to me one thing that, you know, really stuck with me. And she said, you know, really the most important thing you have is your reputation. Mm. And once you lose that, you lose everything. Wow, so, so it's so true. You know, it's always been, it's, you know, was very important to me. She also told me law school, she felt like law school was like, they scrambled your brain up, took it out of your, took you, took your brain <laughs> and put it up and, and put it back in. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I think that's also a little bit true because we tend to see things a little bit differently. Yeah. Well. So, uh, but no, she, she was a great mentor. And then the women at the state attorney's office um, were great mentors in showing me how, you know, they worked and balanced family and, and all of that. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate along the way. I, I love what I have to say that to all those lawyers out there listening and non-lawyers, it's true. When you go there, it's like you get reprogrammed and then you come back out and you're like, you see the world so differently and you don't realize you see the world so differently until you're with people who aren't lawyers. And since you're married to a doctor, the two of you probably you're like, whoa, at least in my with my husband, we're both lawyers. So it's kind of clash of the of the litigators. But I think to the audience and out there, it's a different experience when you're in that that uh, that. I think the way you see the world just changes. And I love how your mentor said, and I think to anyone out there who's listening, your most important thing you have is your reputation, your words, your character, your integrity, which I think is an amazing lesson to learn at the outset because there's so much that would be uh, guided by how you conduct yourself and your character and how you're seen. And I think that that's probably why you are so well respected in the community that you found yourself is because your reputation precedes you, at least as far as what I can see and what I knew before I, I actually met you, which is, I think is an amazing thing. You had a really wonderful mentor and how does that impact you when you go and mentor other people as well? Well, thank you for the kind words. Um, so to the extent that I can, and then I do talk to, you know, mostly women, you know, that are in the profession. I think you mentioned I'm past president of State Fall and my local fall chapter, Florida Association for Women Lawyers and National Conference of Women's Bar. So gender, gender equality has always been a, a passion mm -hmm. of mine, gender equality in the legal profession. And so just, you know, speaking to women about their experiences and sharing um, experiences and creating forms for others to do that, um, I think is really helpful. Understanding implicit bias and, and, and a host of other things, I think is really helpful for moving the needle forward. And every generation has a little bit of a different experience. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's important to share the experiences, you know, with younger people, attorneys that are, are first coming into practice now. But I think the best advice really is that you can't, you can't, um, you, your reputation is the most important thing. And, uh, you know, the judges will tell you too, we've had lots of conferences with judges and, you know, you do something with a judicial assistant, say the wrong thing, or, 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 or you're not candid with the court, you know, the judges yep. are people too, and they talk. And so, they talk. <laughs> yeah, sure you are, um, for the reason, because it's the right thing to do and because you want to serve your clients. But 
but but you need to make sure that um, you always do your best. And listen, we're not perfect. I've made mistakes. You know, we're human, and and we all make mistakes. But you have to do the best that you can do. I, you know, I love that you I love that you point that out, and I and I really want to reiterate that as well. But I think that it's amazing, and I think it kind of goes along the lines of what we're talking. The, the quote for today, which is a Virginia Woolf quote, which was somebody a 20th century British modernist author who was a lean in kind of person too. You know, she was not one to sit back and and wait for her opportunity. Like she used what she had and she moved forward. Of course, that's what we all know. You know, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Literally, right? So we have the quote tonight is arrange whatever pieces come your way, which I, I love that because it's kind of like you, you in your life get a foundation, whatever it looks like, and then you can build upon that. And as I hear you, as I listen to you, you know, the, the whole idea behind the lean in concept, and you're certainly someone who is definitely leaned into your career and your opportunities and your life. How does this speak to you in conjunction with, um, you know, your intentions for how, what you see for your life and your career. So how does the quote speak to me? How does the quote speak to you? Or even how does, you know, the whole part, the whole part where you, you've not stayed and waited for your opportunities. You basically are one to take, you know, you see the opportunity where others might not. So I think, um, you know, a lot has to do with, and I don't know that I necessarily planned where all the pieces were going to be. I know some people set out on a plan. They want to be a judge. And so there's a certain plan that they follow or they want to be in public office or they want to have a certain job. I, I wish I could say it was so calculated and, and, and perfectly strategized. But I think sometimes, you know, things, things, um, things happen for a reason. I remember when I was at the state attorney's office, for example, and I was loving being a prosecutor. There was um, a, a death threat, sadly, uh, with, with one of the judges. Uh, oh, wow. So all of a sudden, the assistant state attorneys had to go through the metal detectors mm -hmm. rather than, and wait outside with the people we were putting behind bars wow. rather than, um, you know, coming in through a safe back entrance and i was a mom of two little kids and oh, wow. i just didn't feel that that was safe you know and 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 i was concerned about it and um yeah. it was one of the reasons um that i ultimately left there um at the time because i just wasn't feeling that that was and turned out two of the 9-11 bombers came through the satellite courthouse i had been working in at that time oh but, wow <laughs> so thank god nothing happened there at the courthouse but I left and then I was like, now what, you know, and I wanted to have my own firm, but you know, I hadn't been practicing that long, but I decided to take the jump and, and do it. And I had two small children. Wow. Um, one of the things was I was working really, you know, late, leaving early, coming home late. My daughter ran after the nanny one day because she was leaving and mommy was coming home and i was heartbroken and yeah so that was another thing i wanted to spend more time with you know my kids when they were little and so things just sort of converged you know in let me see what works at this moment and how i can make it work i think once the firm did start you know moving i calculated more when i wanted to hire an associate mm -hmm. you know how how i could do these things i took advantage i'm in a business coaching group now for lawyers, which is very helpful. 
And so just really concentrating on what you want your life to look like and then figuring out, you know, along the way um, what what you have to work with, you know, wow. I, think, I think is um, is is the way I did it. You know, I don't know that there was a grand scheme. Um, I'm not sure that answers your question. <laughs> no, it does. It absolutely does. It's so basically, it just seems like, you know, you made a decision based upon, um, you know, the the elements in front of you. You know, you don't feel safe anymore. You're ready to move out. And then whatever happens next, you were ready to take the leap. But it doesn't sound to me that it, it, you seem to me, and it, it's very common with a lot of attorneys, but you're, it does definitely, it does seem to me that you're more daring than, than most. And I, and I would say that in this, 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 um, in this sense, because you've gotten into the business coaching groups to actually research how it is that you can do without going alone, blind, running blind, you actually get the information that you feel that you need to support what it is that you're doing. And I, and I really do think that that goes a long way to your success in your, in, your, in your firm and in your office. I think that the mere fact that you get yourself into the room with people who are also like-minded, certainly it sounds to me if that's the case, you know, is that, is that how you've seen yourself? Basically, I need the information, I go find it, and I find these groups and they're... Yeah, I think that um, it's really important to know your strengths and your weaknesses and... Yeah. and, and 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 figure out how to get the assistance you're, you're with your weaknesses and and work from your strengths and, and surround yourself with people around you um, that, that that can help you with the parts that um, are not as strong. Yeah. Um, I also think the ABA did this whole study um, several years ago about women and grit, and you know you know the whole EQ IQ thing. Yeah. I mean, perseverance um, and and. and being able to work hard and dedication, um, the grit piece of it really defines, um, and they, they, there was a book, I had like a little chapter in it, you know, but there was a book where they had uh, a number of um, women entrepreneurs and women attorneys that had owned their own firms or successful careers, and they had written chapters about how they got to where they, they got, and that the real theme was, you know, perseverance, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and grit was really and grit. Yeah. Wow. Would, would, would that be a word that would define you is that you have both perseverance and grit and how you conduct yourself in business with your ideas as far as, you know, the, the Bretsky bash or, or the attorney wellness exchange? I think so. Um, maybe more on the business side um, as far as the grit goes. But um, I, I do think it's important um, to, to give back. Um, um, so but the way the Bresky Bash came about did come out of the business uh, coaching. And, and oh, it did. Yeah, one of the thing was, you know, what can you do for the community, um, you know, that, that and, and also, you know, there was a challenge to create some sort of signature brand, you know, as well. So it, it's wow. not completely selfless, right? Because it also helps get our name out there. But at the same time, it is benefiting something that's very important to me and that's the legal aid society of palm beach county and so we hope to grow that we hope that um every year it will be more successful and by that i mean um we can raise more dollars for legal aid and make uh, make more of a presence known 
Um, you mentioned at Broward County, I'm, Boca is actually southern part of Palm Beach, so I'm, I'm active in the Palm Beach um, County um, and Legal Aid Society is the Legal Aid Society of Palm Beach County, okay. a wonderful Legal Aid Society in Broward as well. Um, but so, so the Palm Beach County, even though we're on the southern end, um, you know, it's a great legal community and the whole Tri-County area is a wonderful legal community. Well, I have a picture that I'm going to show in the stream of you and your Breastie Bash. It's a huge event that happens in Meisner Park. What time of the year does it come? Um, does it usually come? Last year we did, uh, we did it this, well, this, this past year we did it in January and the year before we did it in February. Um, now with everything going on, we're trying, unfortunately we had a wonderful time and, and it was great, but unfortunately it rained that evening when we had the outdoor event. So now we're, we're looking at dates and times to, to maybe bring it indoor, to definitely bring it indoors and figure out, you know, what we're going to do next with it. We well, had a wonderful band and it was, it was a great time, but we were dancing in the rain. Dancing in the rain. Well, you know what they say, you know, try to figure out how to dance in the rain. You're generally happy when that happens. Right. So and I love the idea. So this is how many years have you done this now for two years now? for two years right this was our second annual bash and the gentleman that was on the screen next to me that was bob burdish is the executive director of, uh, of the legal aid society of palm beach county oh, that's awesome that's wonderful and and um and i i wish i had the other picture i knew that there was it was packed you had so many people so many beautiful people we there did. supporting your cause and and everyone looks so happy so there are elements of play in the business as well certainly to come out sure. You know, work and play. You have to balance, which is something that you know we were talking about at the outset of the interview. Is that that seems to be very important to you? Is the work-life balance and 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 with all of the things that you do, certainly keeping that in mind as you move forward with your business and your family and and all these things that are important to you. Can you speak to that as well? Yes, um, I think you know we were chatting about this beforehand. Um, I think it's especially as you age, um, it's, as I age, I find that it's really important to try to find balance. And I have a hard time with it. I have a hard time saying no to serving on boards and, and, and being involved in a lot of different things, but I'm working on that. Um, and, and actually my challenge from my business coaching group that at my 90 day goal was to sort of cut down on events and, and really focus on the things that you know were most important, um, that I, and so to try to narrow my focus. So you know, I'm very competitive, and I think I've, I've won that challenge because there's been no events. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but awesome. It's, but it's been a time, with all seriousness, you know, it's obviously been a very difficult time and a very sad time for so many people that have lost loved ones. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but you know, to try to find a silver lining, I think, is really given me time to pause and reflect on what's important um, and work on, you know, things of that nature. And you mentioned the attorney wellness exchange that goes with the balance um, that I'm striving for. Um, that also came out of my business uh, coaching, uh, coaching course, which is Atticus, by the way. Um, and, and what came out of that was, is there some sort of ancillary thing that you can do uh, that would that, that 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 is something that you like and that you're good at, and it could be some sort of separate venture from your law firm. And so, what do I know? I know I know bar activities and bar service and working with lawyers. And so, um, I decided to create this attorney wellness exchange where it's a networking group for lawyers, and we have a chapter in West Palm. 
We have a chapter in Broward, and we have a chapter in Boca Raton. And so it's, an, it's a networking group for lawyers where we get together and have people come to speak to us about various topics of health and wellness. And as you know, you're a wonderful speaker. You just spoke to our, to our groups, and we appreciate it very much, although we had to do it virtually. <laughs> um, we had been doing it live, but it worked out very well. But, but this is so we can get together and network. And rather than um, sit and listen to another substantive lecture, which, you know, I've been practicing for a long time. I've heard yeah. a lot of lectures. This is something we can get to know each other a little bit more on a little bit more intimate level in the sense of learning about each other and talk about some things to help us reduce stress, help us add balance, give us some skills and impart some wisdom um, to and, and some novel new ideas uh, to an otherwise fairly conventional group of us and a group of attorneys. So this actually came up through the challenge you got with your business coaching group? It did. In a, in a way, it, it, the challenge was to create some sort of um, ancillary, um, you know, business or venture or something else outside of your practice. Right. Because the idea of this group, too, is to have the office really being able to run well um, even when you're not there, you know, so to not just be so, and, and when you take some time to pause and, and, and move away from that and reflect on some other things, it helps you work on your business rather than work in your business. And this right. was part of that. Oh, that's awesome. So, so the whole, like, so this has been going on for how many years now? The attorney wellness exchange. This is also our second year, second year of the attorney wellness exchange. Yeah. Second year as well. And, and what, what is the greatest um, lessons as well as, um, you know, insight that you've gotten from this experience with the other, uh, the other attorneys in this networking group that you you've established? Well, I think it's been great to see so many people's eyes open to different ways of thinking and, you know, different types of things, you know, you, you know, we, we've had so many different speakers on different topics that it's just been wonderful um, to see everybody come together. And I apologize. I have a parking dog in the background. Um, it's just been wonderful to see everybody come together and embrace, embrace um, the uh, new ways of thinking. We had like a fruitarian come and speak and, not that everybody's going to go out and just, you know, be on a fruit diet, but, you know. A fruitarian? You said a fruit, a fruitarian. Fruitarian really? spoke about the idea of just eating fruit. Now, I, but, you know, you, you want from it. And I didn't expect anybody was going to all of a sudden just change and be a fruitarian. But a lot of people said, oh, I've incorporated a lot more fruit into my diet. It's been yeah. really helpful. You know, so those kinds of things. Oh, that's been, awesome. Good. I mean, basically, you're, you're bringing out new ideas that, you know, it's like take what you like and leave the rest as far as the insights they offer. And, right. and what is your, what, it, what has been the response to you from the people who gather with you as far as, you know, uh, you know literally someone changed or added more fruit to their diet? I'm certainly, that is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing to add the healthier things. But generally, has it been a positive response for you? It has been a positive response generally, and, and the group is an invitation group. We, we ask attorneys, if anybody's interested, they can certainly contact me and give you more information about it, but it's also so that we feel comfortable referring to the people in the group, mm -hmm. um, and it's been a generally, um, and it's mostly people that own their own practices, 
And it's been good in the sense of, you know, the hope is also that they'll bring these things back to their employees and their staff um, and, and these different coping mechanisms. So I, I think in general, it's it's been good and it's been a great forum to discuss things. I've learned, you know, gratitude practice. I started meditating. You know, I've learned a lot of things, you know, personally from it. So it's been great. So it's fair to say that the business coaching process for you has really given you some amazing, you've, you've, you know, you brought out some amazing ideas between the Attorney Wellness Exchange and the Bretsky Bash and all these wonderful community events. And, and, and when you say that 90 days to step back, I'm going to show everybody that you certainly have quite the, you know, the experience in the community. You have people are, are seeing you, you've been out there, you're very well recognized, you get the awards, but at the same time, this is the opportunity you have to like start taking care of yourself and less things doing and more things uh, like with meditation or health or, or putting that work-life balance. That's amazing. I think that I, I, I go ahead. <laughs> at least mixing that in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have to say that, um, the people that, you know, it's generally in life when you see people that you admire, you know, or you want to be around more people that inspire you, that you admire. And, and certainly when people come up with these kind of ideas to better themselves and make a difference in the world, I always like to share, because I think that, that's, that those are the people that are extraordinary in this world, that they're actually stepping up to add to the betterment of, of the of the world rather than taking away. And when you're saying that service and pay it forward, and, and certainly with the mentoring faction as well, that it was really um, very empowering to you, especially for women, because it seems to me that also with the fall with fall and your your the um, your initiative to do gender gender equality and and to have women step out in the communities, I think is more more impressive than than not because a lot of people are scared to do so rather than you know jumping in they would wait to be invited in which is something with with coaching literally you're not doing that you're literally stepping in and adding to rather than waiting for someone to say join us right Don't so need to be asked to the party nobody needs to ask because you literally can bring the party is pretty much what you have done and so you know, I I um I like to say that one of the coolest things is that I get to introduce extraordinary people over the years that I've met, and that really there's something about you that you know I want to learn more about, and I think that's the really the good thing about so many different people sharing their dreams and their insights and their you know their desire to even what the next thing is, what the next best thing is. And and certainly you are an inspiration as a successful woman, mother, example for others, and with the mentoring as well. So how now at this point in time that we're all like at the, you know, in quarantine literally, and how can you inspire others to live the most amazing life that they can possibly live? Well, right now, I think we're in a very challenging time. Um, Certainly no expert on how to get through this, but what's worked for me um, is wherever we are in our situation, whatever life throws at us, I think what I've learned a lot through the Attorney Wellness Exchange and through various speakers um, is that we need to stop and, and be grateful for what we do have. Um, because, you know, your mind can go in so many different directions. And we just were talking about this today on a, on a, a virtual meeting. You know, but if you stop to pay attention and focus on the positive, you're going to see more positive. 
Um, there's a practice where uh, you wake up in the morning. I think I mentioned this to you before when, when you when you when you were doing you you talk about gratitude all the time. But you wake up in the morning, you say six things that you're grateful for, that or whether it be I woke up this morning or people yeah. are, whatever it may be. But then you say six things that you are grateful because it's going to be good. And, and, and so you're looking for that. And I, I'm not one of these people that say, oh, if you, if you think it, it's going to happen. You know, I'm not saying that. But if you're focusing more on the positive, you're going to see more positive because certainly there's a lot of negative out there. But our mind can really only focus on one thing at a time. And that's been a really helpful tool for me for just the last couple of months to try to wake up in the morning and focus on the positive and kind of set a more positive tone for the day. I'm not perfect at it. It doesn't always go as planned, but, you know, we try. Well, you know, I, I do love that you say the gratitude practice. And I think that that is something that is always something you can do, regardless of what situation is unfolding around you. So I like that you point out as a tool that you use those six things that you're grateful for or those six things that you intend to be grateful for when they do unfold as far as that. I think that's great because that's looking forward to. And I think that, you know, that is going to change the tone for your day. And I'm sure if that's something that you've done, that's going to change the tone for that has changed right. the tone for your day. So I do want to go on and say these kind of conversations and, and, you know, with regard to manifesting, it's really, it's quite exciting. And, and I think that, you know, even with what you have done in the past and what you look to do in the future, you know, I'd like to get a sense of where you are now, as far as how you are manifesting um, the greatest life that you, that you live. And, and that starts off with what's important to you now. So what is important to you now in this part of your life, as you've you know made all the initial, you're not a new attorney anymore. You're well known in the community, and now you're you know the next the next chapter. What is important to you now? Well, um, certainly being able to create that more of a sense of calm and balance. Mm, um, I like that. really trying to be present in what is happening. I, I had a compliment a few years ago from somebody at a bar function said. You know, they, they called me after they said, I was so, it was so nice that we were chatting and you were really present. You weren't looking around the room and, and I'm not, I'm not always that way, you know, but I, I thought, wow, that's a really nice thing to say. And it's really important that when you're with people that you're present um, with what you're doing um, because I, and, and so practicing being present is important to me um, to enjoy what's going on now, um, not thinking about what happened before, what's happening in the future. And it's, it's, it's an effort to, to be present with all the technology we have and everything. Oh, sure. That's a really um, important thing that I, I'm striving to do better with. Um, bar service, I'm, I'm very involved with, with bar service and making our profession, um, continuing to help make our profession better. Um, I, I love serving on the board of governors. I've been doing that now for, I'm in, in my third term. I'm one of the representatives for the 15th circuit and, um, very involved with that and hope to continue to do that, um, in a meaningful way and, and serve the, the legal community and, and thereby the public, uh, you know, the, the board of governors does a lot. We, we're the discipline arm, you know, also of, uh, that, 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 that deals with attorney discipline and makes recommendations to the Florida Supreme Court. Um, but I think our profession is a really noble profession and being able to 
um, help keep that reputation uh, for the profession, um, I think is really important. And that's important to me as well. And, and I really love practicing law. I enjoy it. Um, I, I'm not, I know there's a lot of people that don't enjoy it or that are burned out by it. Yeah. Um, it's always amazes, amazing to me because I really enjoy what I do. You know, being an appellate attorney, uh, you know, we get to look at different things all the time and it, it keeps it fresh and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to be involved in all different areas of the law and uh, deal with attorneys and, uh, and great clients, um, sometimes difficult clients, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, uh, I, I enjoy what I do. And I think um, just enjoying what you do is, uh, is, is important. If you're not enjoying what you do, what you're doing, find something else. Well, I think that's awesome advice, clearly. And I do love how you say um, that you are working toward being present really, really does change the conversation when someone feels that you're actually there listening to them and not looking around because, you know, like you said, we're so easily distracted nowadays. Right. That's an amazing quality to bring to. And and that's probably um, why people enjoy being with you too, because when you are, even though you're saying I'm not perfect, but the fact is, is that you really, you really pay attention to who's in front of you. Um, So, so, Going back to the questions, like how do you start getting into alignment with this being present? And, you know, um, you know, I love that you refer to the law profession of law as a noble profession. I mean, that's amazing because that truly is the the holding uh, uh, standing up for the rule of law, which is the one of the most incredible things about our democracy. And I think that, you know, the fact that you said that made me feel good about being a lawyer too, because the idea that it is noble and, you know, it doesn't have that tainted reputation is amazing. So how do you get in alignment with those things that are important to you? Like in practice, how do I get in alignment? Yeah, for, like for instance, you know, you know, that you bring it to the table, you keep it, you know, keep it in, in your mind's eye as you go about your day and not allow the, the rush and the busyness of life you know, distract you from those things that are most important to you? Well, I, I definitely do get detracted and distracted. Um, you know, run, running a law office and practicing law, you know, can, can be difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's just um, a matter of knowing what's important to you. I, I don't know how to say it other than, um, you know, setting out your your living with your living authentically, I guess, and, and doing what you think is right. You know, sometimes it's not the easy way to do it, but, and I'm not perfect, believe me, but, um, I think that, um, I don't know, I'm not quite sure I can answer the question because it's just sort of an autopilot thing. I think, does that make sense? No, it does. It makes sense. Well, you're, well, I think that the fact is that you've worked on yourself, like literally, done those things that would allow you to be very focused and conscious on those things that are important to you, that maybe that is why it's become a habit, a very good habit for you. So I like the fact that it's on autopilot because that's what we're kind of we're yearning for is to do those things in our lives that are good. And it just happens. It just, we just naturally, you know, shift to, to that state of mind. I think that's really quite wonderful. So, other than your gratitude tools that you you've set out for us, what are other best tools and practices that you've used to manifest your incredible journey for now and for your future? 
What are best tools and practices? Um, well, I mean, I've learned over the last two years some great tips from the speakers, from Attorney Wellness. Um, you know, you really can't be helpful to anybody um, unless you are healthy and doing well yourself. So um, I personally try to exercise a lot. I try to get enough sleep. Um, all these things that sound like, you know, such simple things, but really, unless you carve out time for them. Um, another thing I learned with coaching, um, trying to really time block so that you can get the things done. I have a, a planner that I use and I look at it every day about what I need to get accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so I think just being deliberate in setting your goals. That's another thing I try to do is set the goals, what, the goals for the week, the goals for the day. And, and paying attention and not beating myself up too much if I don't get them all done. But <laughs> I think setting your goals and um, keeping track of them and, and just being deliberate and intentional. Which is probably something you need when you're actually executing on these incredible bashes that you're having at Miser Park. I mean, you need to have an organized plan to succeed and and how does it feel when you're standing up there when everything comes to fruition and the and it's a successful event i mean imagine go ahead i'm sorry no 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 it's terrific when it's successful i mean we did get rained on so yeah. it wasn't well, i don't think you can control you can't really control that <laughs> no, you know and i do like to try to control a lot of things <laughs> there's only so much we can control so yeah. it was, that was a sad that was sad because we would have had a bigger crowd and a more successful event yeah. but you know it, it was it was what it was and it was and it was good but yes when things come together when you win a case or you yeah. you know have a victory whatever it might be it's 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 wonderful and i think also celebrating the wins you know and i'm sure with coaching you know you do that even if it's something small you, when you celebrate your wins you know you you give yourself confidence you know when when i started this program, you know, it was just celebrate the small things you've done, you know, and like you that. hired a wonderful receptionist or you did, you organized your office, you know, celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's huge because everyone's like waiting for this huge, you know, when it's done and, and it becomes the whole if and then, you know, when I, you know, everything comes to the end. That's, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Celebrate the small things because those, you know, turn into something even more and more. You build upon that momentum and that enthusiasm. And I think that's really important. I'm glad that you said that because everybody's like, oh, don't get too excited yet. We're not really there yet. We're not there yet. And then, but what you're saying is completely amazing in that, you know, you're really intentional about those wins, no matter if they're big or small, they're just wins and they're important. So I, I want to commend you on that because I think a lot of people forget to celebrate, which is definitely um, at this point in time, we're all, I think we all should celebrate the fact that nobody like in our household is like, you know, getting kicked out after a month together. Right. So if, if you're living with, with your, your family and, you know, someone said today it was very funny. Um, when does it come the time at the half point of quarantine that we just high five and we take another family and we'll start all over again, because, you know, you know, literally all the wonderful things come out and all the other things come out. So well, listen, my children are grown. And so I'm not home with little kids but I know from a lot of my colleagues and friends that, you know, it's very difficult. Um, I, most of my uh, staff is working remotely right now. Um, and so it's a difficult situation, but we wow. try to make the best of it. 
Wow. I, I, so I, I think that that is actually a, celebra a celebration too, is that we make the best of those things that, you know, that, you know, may, may challenge us the most. Okay. So at the outset of the interview, I asked you to set an intention and set your number. What was your number? And then what was your intention? Uh, 14 was my number. And my intention was really primarily to, to find balance and to, um, you know, impart that, you know, we need to be grateful um, for things, you know, on a daily basis. I love that. I love that. And so what was so so with our show and then for all of you who are listening for the first time, the insight, the page she picks, the number will correspond to that intention. So now I'm going to ask Robin to read from my book with regard to that insight. Okay, from your wonderful book, Meg. Um, so this is uh, page 14 and it says January 12 enchanted by your light mm. it says no matter how you are feeling get up every morning and prepare to let your light shine forth those with eyes to see will see and be enchanted by it and this is by Paulo Coelho Brazilian okay. author of manuscript found in Accra mm. it says each of you has a light within there is no reason to chase fireflies for something that is already inside you just acknowledge when you wake up every morning that now is the time to let it shine. Each morning when you rise to live a new day, make a conscious choice to flip the switch and tap in. No matter how you feel, decide that today you will be a light in this world and choose to surround yourself with people whose acts of love will illuminate you as well. Today, decide to make a conscious choice to let your light show, smile from ear to ear, and just start to glow. If you beam in this way, rest assured that you will positively impact the lives of, uh, lives of others throughout your day. Just as a child is mesmerized with the discovery of a firefly lighting up the night, those who have eyes to see you will be elated as you share your brightness in an otherwise dark place. Just as nature enchants as flowers come alive, when the sun's light shines on them, if you so choose, the spark that lights you from within can become a shared energetic force of beauty that will surely enchant those you meet. When you start your day with this magical mindset, life really can be something to behold as it bursts forth vibrantly and in the most beautiful way. That's awesome. That's beautifully written. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I have to tell you that definitely um, is perfect for you because you definitely shine. You bring a lot of people to the table who probably normally would be, you know, not curious enough to join in. And I saw that with a lot of the ways you interact with a lot of your community. And I think that's really commendable. And I think that more people like you who shine their light in such a way will open up the opportunities for others to really seek that work-life balance. And, you know, it's funny that you were saying that one of the, one of the tools was set out your six things you're grateful for at the beginning of your day. And that's what it basically said that'll help you shine and brighter, which is something that you clearly do. And, you know, as a lawyer, you know, a lot of lawyers are burnt out. And I know that a part of the attorney wellness exchange mentality is that, you know, to help others realize that stress doesn't have to happen all the time. You can actually find ways, which I think is really commendable. And one of the things I also want to say is that there was a lot of women, but there were a lot of men that you bring to the table as well. So of you course. definitely should them into. 
<laughs> you let them in too, but you definitely shine. And I think that, you know, anyone out there listening tonight with regards to Robin and the, the reason why I find her extraordinary is because she makes things happen, which is clearly how she's set forth in her community to make a difference, like I said at the outset. And she really does shine. And if you are interested, I'm going to go ahead and put her email address. So if you want to contact her, certainly if you have a pellet needs, I'm sure that, you know, she loves what she does, which is definitely the kind of lawyer that you want. And she's really good at it and very well respected in the community as well. So you'll have that outset, but as well, the extraordinary nature of what she's done as put together with this coaching business. Um, oh, I'm sorry, through coaching with the Attorney Wellness Exchange, as well as the Bresky Batch. And, and gosh, no, who knows what else you're going to do? I mean, you're so young and you have your whole life in front of you. Well, and certainly the energy. Go ahead. I will say we also do, just so everybody does know, I don't personally do it myself, but um, almost two years ago, we started doing estate, uh, estate planning and trust uh, administration, probate administration, rather. So we do estates and trust and probate administration. And so uh, we have a wonderful attorney in the office that does that. So if people are interested in that, um, we're happy to help. One thing that we started doing um, with COVID is, you know, if people want that, a lot of things can be done over the phone. And then we've been doing like drive up, you know, signings. And so I think just right. getting back to being innovative and creative with your circumstances is, you know, what, what you need to do with whatever you're doing. Yeah, I, and I, I saw that on your page. I thought that was very, very um, ingen ingenuity, right? When you have to do what you have to do, you certainly find ways to do it. And and I think that that's really what COVID is doing for a lot of us is challenging us to think of different ways to actually do what we were doing before, but maybe um, with more, uh, you know, clever. We're more, being more clever because we're forced to be. So, um I want to thank you, Robin. This has been delightful. And you certainly give attorneys a, a good name. I would say so. For, you know, you give the reputation um, a push forward to the, the positive column, which I really wanted to point out as well, that you really do bring a positive mindset, which everybody needs nowadays, certainly, especially if you need um, uh, to work with someone as a lawyer, you know, that's always a good thing to have. So I really want to thank you for this incredible opportunity to talk to you, to learn a little bit more about your background, where you've come from, all of what you've gone through, the mentoring, everything. And, and, you know, it's really inspiring to talk to you myself. So thank you so much for this time tonight. Um, before we go, I always give the final inspirational word to you. So whatever it is that you want to share in your heart to inspire those who are listening tonight, there are some lawyers, there's some all over the gamut. So go ahead, go for it. There's your final inspirational word. Well, you said so many nice things about me and things that I do, but really I wouldn't be able to do the things that I want to do without surrounding myself with a great team, mm -hmm. both personally and professionally. And so I think it's really important um, to surround yourself with um, supportive people, whether it be a great network of friends or a few friends or one friend, um, but, uh, and, and, and people, if you, if you have the ability to choose who you work with, um, that's really important and who your relationships are with, um, I think that, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are supportive of you um, is key uh, for everybody. 
I think that's amazing. I think that, you know, you are who you attract, like literally. So I think that the point in the matter, first of all, that you are successful because of who you've surrounded yourself with is a wonderful uh, point to set out and also to be very conscious about who it is that you have around you. I think that's wonderful. I think, thank you so much for that. That is certainly, um, I think that leads to the success of a person and more and more fun in life and more enjoyable in life to have people that you actually like to be around, right? So it's even better. At so, least like most of the time. Yeah, know? most of the yeah, most of the time. I mean, we're all human, right? We all grind on each other after a while, Lord knows. Um, but I, I do think very much so that you put bring good people around you, then it certainly reflects in and like you said, your reputation as well as your character and integrity, et cetera. So thank you so much, Robin. I wanted to um, let you, if you want the opportunity to actually set out your email address so people can contact you. Um, sure, it's very easy. It's rbreski, r for Robin, B-R-E-S-K-Y at breskylegal.com. Thank so you. So happy to talk to anybody about anything, whether it be, you know, any, young women attorneys out there that want to chat if you are interested in the attorney wellness exchange or uh just want to talk about anything if i can be of any help please uh don't hesitate to email me thank awesome. you and maybe we'll all see you next year at the Bresky bash when all of this is said oh, and oh. we'll send you details <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome and i will certainly pass it on because it definitely looks like a great time. So I want to thank you again, Robin, for your time tonight. It's been wonderful um, to end transforming dreams into reality this month of April, moving into the month of creativity in May. I want you all to remember to be del deliberate creators of your life. Um, certainly let your soul be guided by those dreams. Let us all come together to raise the positive vibration of this planet so that we can live out our bliss together. So enjoy your magic and your miracles. Shine your beautiful light, like Robin said, tonight with the last passage and until next time i hope that you all manifest the most beautiful life you can possibly imagine so there we go enjoy the rest of your april thank you again robin and have a thank wonderful you. night everybody you too. Bye -bye. thanks